Hello friends and welcome to the latest Kings of Anglia podcast. We are back and Ipswich Town are back for the first time in five months. I can finally say that. I'm Mark Heath. I'm your host as ever and with me is my right hand man, Hutch Zilla, Hutch Hogan. Andy Warren, how are you? Hello. I've been dreading this podcast since the minute I saw the team sheet for game <laughs> one of, Col- of Colchester United v Ipswich Town. And then after six minutes, I just knew what I had ahead of me. I've been absolutely dreading this. Yeah, I've not been to bed all night, mate. I've been on the, <laughs> on the, been on the beer, the whiskey. I've been celebrating. Um, yeah, so obviously, let, let's get out of the way, shall we? Then we can move on with the rest of the podcast. Ipswich Town returned to action last night. Two games played, five goals scored, non-conceded. Not sure what the, all the fuss is about. Aaron Drynan, A. Drizzy, Drizness Class, Lethal Drizzle, um, scored two goals and could have had a, a first-half hat-trick. Hutchie, I've waited two years to be able to talk about this. Um, so do please <laughs> indulge me. He started, the boy scored after six minutes, he added a penalty and he could have had a hat-trick as well. Um, what shall we say about Aaron Drynan? This really is too. This is this is a gag that has has paid off two years two years yeah. after the after we started telling it. Um, you've got to, got to give it to him. It's fair play to him. He he did okay, didn't he? He's um a bit of a forgotten man in many ways. It's in those two years he's he's kind of been bigged up by Mick McCarthy and and Luke Chambers, but then farmed out on loan four times to four different countries. Um, not had a chance. He still hasn't kicked a ball competitively for Ipswich, but this was a chance that that he was given, and um, yeah, he did. He did all right, didn't he? You must be very proud. I was. Uh, I was, as you know, I was meant to be going to the gym uh, last night. In these new normal times, I'd uh, I'd booked a slot at the gym, um, as one has to do now, uh, a time slot, uh, uh, and I cancelled it, having seen that Drynan was starting. Uh, I thought I can't go anywhere. I've got to watch this. Uh, my plan was to log back on and watch the second game when I got back. But no, I had to watch the first game because Drizzy was playing. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, all joking aside, uh, it, it has been two years and I have followed his fortunes and I have rooted for him. Um, and obviously you have to temper that with with some realism here in that it, it is a, it's just a friendly um, opposition. You have to say, Cole United, the first game were dreadful, not not up to much at all. Um that's not your job, though, to temper thing. Your your job is your 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 job is to absolutely love this. I am loving it. Don't get me wrong, mate. I, I was delighted, uh, and I was so pleased that the uh, someone someone tweeted before the game that if Drynan scored, my mentions would explode, and they certainly did. I was getting lit up like a Christmas tree, mentions wise, and I enjoyed every single one. So thanks for everyone who interacted with me last night. But Drynan Hutchie, let's have a sensible discussion, then, shall we? Um, Obviously, he's very much on the fringes, has been. This is the first time he's ever been in, in a game like this where he's been able to play with, with those kind of pushing towards the first team. It looked very much as if he was going to be on the outs with the salary cap. Obviously, he's over 21. He's taking up a roster slot um, and wages and all that kind of thing. Um, but all, all kind of over-enthusiastic over Heath aside, does he, does he have a chance, do you think, of, of making the cut, making the first team pitcher this season? You know what? They're, they're playing with one central striker. It looks like, and and who have they got there? They've got James Norwood, currently currently still sidelined with a bit of an injury. We'll talk about that a bit more later. Ollie mm. Hawkins, a new signing, and Caden Jackson, who who we know from from past experience in terms of being a central lone striker. It's not necessarily his bag, um, and in that sense, Drynan's a 
probably more suited to that role than than Jackson. But I would, I don't know. I would say I would say he's still firmly the fourth, the fourth in line. Yeah, for, for that role. But I think I think he's maybe opened it himself up, and I think that the the last loan he had at Air has done this because he did yeah. he did he did okay up there, didn't he? A couple of goals and some some decent performances, but. These, these, in terms of like a squad being having to be named to comply with this salary cap, in terms of the League One stuff, I don't think that doesn't have to be named and signed and sealed until the transfer windows in mid October, mm. until that until that closes. There's a lot of EFL Trophy games to come before then. There's a cup game, as we've said. Norwood's Norwood's not not up to full speed yet. Nor is Hawkins. But he's gonna have he's gonna have a chance to. He's going to have a chance to show something, and I, I would be surprised if we didn't get a competitive debut out of him. Um, probably in the in the EFL Trophy, but I'd be surprised if there wasn't a competitive debut to come. And then you never know. Then it's up to him if he if he plays really well in in that game. You you do never know. There, the goal he scored was great. Teddy Bishop made it with a kind of driving driving run, and then a nice through ball. But it was really well taken with his left foot, slid back across the goalkeeper. The penalty was well taken as well. He should have scored another one, but Dean Gherkin made a good save before half time, and then he had the ball in the net in the second half, hmm. uh, but was pretty far offside. So no hat trick, but there was some decent link up play as well there, coming coming deeper and, and picking up the ball and moving it wide, moving it to other people. So you know, all, all jokes aside, um, as much as I think he's got a real uphill battle to kind of be a, a League One fixture for Ipswich this season I think there's maybe too much in his way he's got he's got a chance to show what he could do which we we didn't we thought that had gone yeah um so yeah he's given he's given himself he's given himself a chance if I was a bet, betting man I'd still I'd still back against him I think but I'm saying there's a chance you're saying there's a chance and that's music to my ears Hutchie because as you say there's definitely something about him I'll just, just put you right there. Obviously, you said he scored twice at air. He did actually score three. Um, Sorry. One, one of them got ruled out. And he was scoring goals for fun at Waterford. So, he's prolific, lad. Um, I just want to go to the, a couple of comments we've had. Um, Jack uh, says, uh, brilliant. it was a brilliant performance with a system that worked well. We'll talk about the system in a minute. Having Ciala, Drynan and Darba done enough to convince the Honey Badger they have a part to play this season? Or will we ship them out? Luke Penning says, great to see Drynan involved. Um no inclusion of, of Wilson and no explanation so far. Again, we'll come on to that. Um, Matt Jonas asks if there's a way back into the team for, for Aaron Drynan or has that just put him in the shop window to be able to move on? And uh, just finally, Andy Kidd says, surely it's now or never for Drynan. Play him in both cup games, give him 180 minutes, see what he's like with good service. If not, why keep him? So, I mean, is there an element of that, do you think, in terms of the thinking behind them playing him last night to kind of put him a little bit in the shop window as well or...? I don't think they had a choice. I think, yeah. I think it was a, a straight up choice between, given given that Norwood and and Hawkins weren't there, Caden <clears throat> uh, Jackson was going to play one game up front, and then they needed either Ben Falami or um, or Aaron Drynan to to play the other. So mm. I'm not, I I I'd imagine it's just come down to that. He's been training with the first team since they've all come back, so he's, yeah. he's clearly he's clearly done uh, he's clearly done something right there um but no i'm I'm not sure they're necessarily trying to put him in the shop window but it is a big time for him because he could be very much limited to under 23 football again for another season if he's if he stays at ipswich isn't in the first team picture 
but also uh. doesn't go out on loan because uh, in terms of the, the EFL trophy, you're in the lap of the gods there for how far Ipswich can get. And then you are you are talking about being behind Norwood, Hawkins, Jackson um, in those roles. So, no, it's big. It's big for him. Whatever happens from here on in, something has to change for him. I think he either needs to go somewhere and play or uh, or play here. But um, yeah. he's given himself a chance. And I honestly, two months ago, I would have uh, been amazed that we'd be here having a, a serious conversation about Aaron Drynan. It's meant to be, my friend. It's been up and down. There have been twists and turns in the Aaron Drynan saga, but it's meant to be. This is going to come to fruition. And obviously, as excited as I am to see him start and score a couple of goals in friendly games, when he finally gets the chance in a competitive game and he scores, you'll hear the, the explosion of, uh, of yours truly, probably from, uh, from Norfolk. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be big. And I really, really hope he gets that chance because there's definitely something about him. He's not the biggest. He's not the fastest. But he can finish well, he can hold the ball up, and he's, he's a real hard worker as well. So, fingers crossed. Let's move on from Dryden anyway, um, which obviously is ha- how we had to start this show, my friend. But let's talk about other other players who impressed you, uh, Hutchie, last night. Obviously, in terms of the two games, five five goals over two games, non-conceded. Certainly the first game was impressive stuff. Who who stood out for you, though, across the, across the, uh, across the piece? Well, there's, there's quite a few, to be fair. Um, Teddy Bishop, I thought, looked really really good in the uh, in the first one doing all the things that we know he can do well picking up the ball driving with it running it as man threaded that nice ball for Dryden as well won the penalty off his old mate Tommy Smith um mm. so he looked he looked decent um i thought Stephen Ward was was solid i'm going to talk, talk let's talk about some players from the first game here mm. um Stephen Ward for a first look at him um happy enough with what we saw there he, he wasn't under an awful lot of pressure uh, in terms of like defensive responsibility. Um, none of the Ipswich players were in truth, especially in that first game, but did well enough, was solid at the back, got forward well, got got past Guion Edwards, who himself was another guy I, I was impressed with. Finally, finally, finally seeing him play on the left wing, which is yeah. if, you are, if you ask Guion, that's where he will tell you his best position is, but it just makes it all the more puzzling that we've, We've never seen him do it, but he he showed why he likes playing there because he's kind of got Ward going around the outside of him, which gives him the space to, to step inside on his right foot. And he scored that really nice goal doing that, and did the same again in the second half of his game. Um, but put the shot just wide. Um, others in that game, you know, Dobra had some flashes, maybe not quite the altogether game that El Mazzuni had, but some flashes from Dobra, which is good to see. Hmm. Um, then El Mazzuni off El Mazzuni off the bench uh, in both games, particularly in the first one. Um, I, I really like Idris. Um, I like he's got a good mix of, of the drive of Bishop, but kind of an element of the passing side of things that Dazelle has. Mm. Um, he looks a complete complete player to me. A lot still to do, but a lot of attributes there that can be pulled together. And the goal that he scored was really, really quite good. Um, mm. And I guess one more standout from that game. It was just nice to see see Kane Vincent Young playing football again. Mm. So it's been a, it's been a long old time. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, Tommy Smith uh, probably not done himself too many favours in that that first game. Uh, being in a team that, that loses four 0 and gives away a penalty, sad, sad to see for Tommy. How about the second game? Then obviously there's one overriding thing which we have to talk about at some point, which is the formation. 
in terms of Lambert saying afterwards that he's, they've tweaked some things and certainly the formation, hopefully going forward, will be one of them. But um, second game and then then talk about the formation, Hutchie. Okay, so second second game, um, it wasn't as good as the first. Did you watch all the way through? I found I, my, did. I, fa- I found myself, I, I, think, I think maybe 150 minutes of football might be too much for me. I know I was obviously reporting on this, but I was, uh, yeah. I, I was, um, I won't lie to you, I did start to find it, tough going two pre-season friendlies back to back is uh is tough um with all the tapping away that we're doing as well but there were some yeah. decent decent enough performances in that I thought Flynn Downs was was um really mature in a, a midfield role which we'll talk about a bit more in a minute when we talk about the shape it was good to see Lancaster back in that saw a little bit of what he's all about with the the step-ins almost a, a mirror image of Edwards really they're they're playing on in as inverted wingers on the wrong flank uh, for their foot, but that means they can step inside and attack and move towards goal, which Lancaster, that's really a trademark move for him. He had one one effort where he came inside on his left and got a shot away. And mm. I thought I thought um I thought Corey and Darber did really well as well. He's a player he's a player you know I've always I've always really liked him. There's mm. ev- he's got every attribute there. It's just a question of him putting it together and, and maybe maybe finding the, the attitude required to be footballer at this level but he's right. he's got he's got it all if he wants it he, he's quick he's good on the ball he's he's decent enough in the air he's pretty vocal he's strong they're all all the attributes there are there it just needs to come together for him but I, I guess the standout was probably Alan Judge in that right. in that in that game um a really good goal one two two one twos with, yeah um uh, one, two, three, four with, with Caden Jackson from a, a short corner and then whipped it in the far corner. But other than that, he was the kind of the Allen judge that we've seen before, kind of showing for the ball, taking it, taking responsibility and moving it around yeah. a, around the pitch a little bit as well. One, I guess maybe one criticism is is Caden Jackson looks a little more isolated than, than Aaron Drynan did uh, as the central striker. And that could maybe be down to the, the wandering feet of Allen judge who kind of drifts away and isn't necessarily in the, the advanced midfield role that Bishop was in um, in the first game, so maybe that's an explanation for that. But you know, some 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 pretty promising performances there. But yeah, like you said at the very beginning, the caveat being uh, it's pre-season, and I don't think Colchester were were particularly good. So they were dreadful, um, dreadful in the first yeah, game. The, f- the first game they weren't on it, were they? Um, Not at all. Um, and you have to you have to remember that. Um, yeah. um, it, was a, it was a good workout, two good games, but there's a, there's much bigger and more interesting tests to come over the next week. Yeah, obviously regarding Jackson, let him go, mate. Don't need him. Drynan's the man for that role now. Um, before we go on to the uh, formation stuff, just a couple of questions in relation to that. Joe Fares, friend of the show, La Decima Joe Fares, yeah. says, is 4-3-3 here to stay and what's the strongest team in that formation? And Simon Bartlett just says, do you feel the 4-3-3 worked better in the first game as a team had more of a focal point with Drynan up front compared to Jackson? And if Towns stick with that, where does that leave Jackson in the squad? So there you go, Hutchie. The formation. Let's get into it. That was that was the big one for me going into this because we know what we, we've we've done last season to death. We know what mm-hmm. went wrong. We know we know the rotation was uh, was too much and it was a detriment. And we know probably more so, in my opinion, switching up the system so many times to accommodate so many different players and the rotation. It just didn't work. Ipswich lacked identity and 
just lacked fluidity and were unable to put runs of decent results together as a result of that. Um, but we've been hearing for quite some time that, that Paul Lambert's favoured favored system really is a 4-3-3 or some kind of variant of it that can look a bit more like a 4-2-3-1 at times or a 4-1-4-1, but mm. I'm not a massive fan of putting all these numbers on it. In in reality, it's a 4-3-3. It's four, four defenders, three midfielders, three attacking players, and then it's a bit more fluid within that. I'm fine with that. But it's sounded for quite some time that that was the way that, that Lambert was going to go, and it was, it was nice to see that it is um, in these two games. Um, they've clearly been working on this. Everybody knew their role within it. Um, the fullbacks, they need to get forward and provide some width and get over on the overlap over the over their wingers. One of the one of the midfield three, um, skews in the first game, downs in the second, would would drop into that back line alongside the two centre halves at times to pick up the ball and be a ball carrier, which in turn allowed the the fullbacks that little bit more freedom to get forward without without the defensive responsibility. Hmm. Uh, lots of energy in the middle. Um, a focal point striker, which I, somebody, I don't know who it was there on, on the comments, suggested maybe maybe Drynan's more of a focal point than Jackson, which I'd probably agree with. Um, hmm. um, and then and then two wingers who really need to support that striker. That's crucial for a 4-3-3. You can't... Ipswich have played this so many times before. Striker gets isolated up top all alone. And it just turns in. It, it then turns into a four-five-one, and it and it looks horrible. But mm. against Colchester, against League Two Colchester, who played pretty poorly, they managed to make it work really well. I'll be interested to see how they cope with it against Tottenham on Saturday and then West Ham, yeah. West Ham on Tuesday. But I'm I'm really pleased to see that there appears to be a plan, and yeah, a, a plan to stick to. Yeah, and also a sign that, that Lambert is learning from his mistakes, which is what we hoped that he wasn't going to be bullheaded and and was actually going to pick up on things that he's done wrong. Just to just to answer, just to to um, to kind of placate Joe, friend of the show, there, he's asked, "What's the strongest team in the four three three? Just indulge him there, Hutchie. If you were if you were picking the, the team, what would be your ideal, your peak four three three players? Can I can I do it slightly differently? Yep. Can I pick a team? Of the, oh no, you know what? I'll do, I'll do it. Um, so I don't know on the goalkeeper. Yeah, but I will, I will play one of Thomas Holy or David Cornell. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, I, I probably my back four would be Vincent Young, Wolfenden, probably at the moment still Luke Chambers. Yeah, and Stephen Ward. The midfield three has got to have Flynn Downs in it. <clears throat> it's got to have Teddy Bishop in it, mm-hmm. and then. This is where I'm a little bit more, a little bit more fluid in that I'd quite happily have either Judge, Skews in there, depending on, depending on the scenario, uh-huh. um, and then a front three. My front three, as things stand, would probably probably be a fit and firing Jack Lancaster on the right, James Norwood in the middle, and. Up until last night, I'd have said Freddie Sears on the on the left still, but give me a bit more Guion Edwards after that. I want to see more. Um, so yeah, probably something like that. But I will, if you ask me, I'm sure you will ask me this again before the oh, start yeah. of the season, and it's going to be it will be it will be different. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go with that for now. Okay, uh, and just moving on. Obviously, we're getting questions about about people who maybe didn't 
play so well. George Lee in particular says, um, with Ward at left back and KVY able to cover there if needed, do you think Kenlock is out of the door? Still got a little while left on his contract, so he could get an OK fee. I thought he was poor again last night, I'm afraid. Was there, was there anyone, I mean, obviously, again, with all the, the usual kind of um, asterisks attached with it being a friendly and league to opposition, but was there anyone that you thought struggled a little bit last night? We've we, we talked about um, Jackson already. Not not really. Every time Janoy Danassian plays, he's going to get compared to Kane Vincent Young, which is is just unfair. There's no yeah. point there's no point going over and over that again because we know we know that Janoy Danassian is not the same right back as as Kane Vincent Young and that's who he's going to get compared to. But I thought he was okay. He was solid enough. Mm. I don't think I don't think any of the defenders were tested enough to to have bad games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um Luke Chambers was loose with some passing. I think Cole Skews let a few drift away, but also had some really good moments. I think he won the ball back for El Mazzuni's goal. Miles Kenlock is decent decent enough. In terms of him leaving, which was in the original question, I'm not sure that he's one they would get much of a fee for, to be honest. I don't, I don't think he's the kind of player that's moving the needle enough for teams in the current financial mm. climate to go paying fees for. And I also think he's the perfect backup left back. So... Mm. Um, I'd be I'd be keeping him around, but he you know he gets forward okay, always a little bit lacking on the final ball. Um, but that's Miles Kenlock. Um, I thought Andre Dazel was full of maybe a bit more energy than we've seen before, um, yeah. but didn't see as much of the ball as he would like. But that's, that's a, a similar story there. But when he did get it, he was good with it. Um, not too many negatives. I think the the real negative comes in in sort of the tempering of it, that it's only Colchester, it's only a pre-season run out. Um, but, you know, no, I don't think any, there was, nobody played badly, mm. I wouldn't mm. say. Um, just further to your kind of starting eleven, Matt Polly says, I think we can all agree there's no place in the starting eleven for Chambers and Scoose anymore. Yes, obviously you'll you're disagree with him on Chambers and Scoose is, is kind of on the fence. Um we should also move on, Hutchie, of course, uh, since we last spoke, the um, the signings, the triple signing swoop, as I called it on Monday, was confirmed. No surprise there. No need to go into too much detail either because you and Stewie covered that excellently in, in Friday's podcast. Stephen Ward obviously made his debut. Uh, Ollie Hawkins and David Cornell didn't play last night. Is there, on the Stephen Ward thing, is there any argument, talking about Cornell, that Ward might actually be good for Kenlock? Obviously, Ward is, is 35 years old. He's not going to be around for that long. He's only signed a one-year deal. But he's extremely experienced. And surely he can only pass on kind of knowledge, can't he? And, and kind of lead by example in terms of Kenlock. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's any world where he's where he's a negative for Miles Kenlock. The only, the only thing mm. I'd, I'd say at that point is that Miles is turning 24 soon. And yeah. sort of the time for being mentored is is almost up. He's a, a couple of years away from being the mentor. Mm. So, um, but no, it, it, of course, Stephen Ward can only be a good thing for Miles. There's something there with Miles Kenlock. I like, he's, he's, there's something about him, but there's also something about him that, that makes you feel like he's never, well, he hasn't ever been able to claim that spot as his own under three managers now. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I imagine Ward is going to be the, the sort of the, the premium starter here, but Kenlock will get plenty of games because Stephen Ward's twenty uh, thirty-five tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow, ancient, bloody ancient. He's, he should he should be um yeah put out to pasture. Yeah, but um he's thirty-five tomorrow, 
so there will be Kenlock will get cup games, I'd imagine. Um, and it's interesting that Miles has never had a loan anywhere. Mm. Uh, that he's kind of got to twenty. That that says a bit about him in that he's always been considered good enough to kind of be the backup, mm. and and for that reason, not not loaned out. But mm. um, but I think along the way, one of those would actually have done him an awful lot of good. But I think it's probably too late for that now. But I'd be keeping him around as the as the the backup absolutely because I think he's the, I think he's perfect for that role. To be honest. Okay, right then. Um, players who weren't there last night or didn't play we have to address actually chief amongst them the boy lord norwood old friend the pin friend of the show number two says that this groin problem for norwood's troubling me had the op in feb that's six months recovery time is it more serious than we're led to believe if he misses a lot of pre-season he won't be up to speed for a while very worrying give me some positive updates on him boys so obviously norwood was the chief kind of person not there but also nolan didn't play uh, holy was out uh, and we didn't see two of the new signings, either Hawkins and, and Cornell. Do you just want to bring people up to speed on, on, on reasons why Hutchie started okay. the award? <clears throat> well, they, well, they were all at the game, okay. um, including including James Norwood. Um, um, yeah, Nor- Norwood's groin injury, yes, he had it operated on in, in February, but and he's still rehabbing it. He's he's in at the training, training ground every day, alleged to believe, um, working on that. I think the lock, the coronavirus lockdown period, and the the lack of contact he was able to have with kind of specialist physios and things like that after after a pretty important surgery for him wasn't help wasn't helpful, um, and he's maybe a little bit behind where where he wanted to be. Um, but I don't I don't think it's anything too serious, and I, I'd expect to see him play in preseason um, mm. before preseason is out, which isn't all that long now. Ten days from now the preseason schedule would have finished. So yeah. um, I'd expect to see him play in there. Um, shall I rattle through some of these some of these players? Go for it. Yeah. So well Cornell and Hawkins, they only they only they trained with the with the teammates on Monday, the day that their signing was announced, but both of them had been free agents, so probably weren't ready for for games. Uh, I think certainly David Cornell will play at Tottenham at the weekend. Hawkins possibly as well. Um, Thomas Holy uh, was sitting this one out. The two young keepers, Adam Schibeck and Harry Wright, played. Oh. Holy's Holy's got a shoulder problem, which which had been going on. It's been going on for quite some time. I'm led to believe, and I think that fed into. We only learnt learnt this latterly, but that fed into the whole rotation thing with Will Norris, and was part of the reason why those two chopped and changed. It had been. Um, it had been one that had been dogging him for a for a little a little while. Um, mm. He he spent much of his sort of lockdown time back in the Czech Republic, which I believe helped him because the restrictions on being able to go swimming, for example, were um, were a lot less in the mm. Czech Repu- in, in the Czech Republic. So he was able to use swimming pool and hy- hydrotherapy and things like that as part of his rehab. I think he will probably be involved at some point in the next the next few games, the next three games that they've got to play in preseason as well. Um John Nolan seems to pick up um calf problems, which I, I I'm pretty sure Paul Lambert said it was a, a calf problem. He had yeah, one he of did, these yeah. <clears throat> he had one of these last summer as well, which is which is a bit worrying because they're little niggly things that are, are tough to get over and this is the second summer in a row that he's had one. I remember 
when we were out in Germany um, more than a year ago now, he was doing very little out there and was just kind of walking around in a towel, uh, <laughs> having been on the, the rehab train with his calf. Yeah. Um, and then James Wilson was the other one who I'm led to believe has also got a uh, a little calf little calf problem. Um, oh. Nothing too serious with him. He should be back, if not Saturday, possibly West Ham on Tuesday. So oh. um, I think that's I think that's all of them that were that were sitting up. They're all up, all there, all sitting up in the stand. And um, yeah, would have. That's another six players to add to the twenty six that that played. Yeah, in over the two games, so 32, 32 players in total. Obviously, there's a couple as uh, Tommy Smith was in there, the young Tommy Smith. Yeah, um, the two young goalkeepers, Ben Falami and then Brett McGavin as well, who are the, the younger guys. But um, yeah, it's a lot of football players. Mm. Just going back to Norwood, obviously people um, read quite a lot into so- what he, social media stuff, and he, and he's been putting pictures on of holidays and playing golf and all that kind of thing. Obviously, there's been the links to Dundee, which resurfaced again, and, and, and Fleetwood as well. But as far as you understand it, there's nothing kind of untoward there, is it? Because people are putting two and two together and making five, I think, a lot of times with, with, with James Norwood. No, I don't think so. I think people should know how to how to read his social media by now. Yeah. Um, I really like it. I think it's funny. Um, I really like him as a football player as well. And he seems yeah. like... A- he seems like a a good character to have around the kind of person that I would in, enjoy working with. I think, um, mm. I think if they can get this system working, I think he can be so, so important to it as that yeah. central striker. I think he could be perfect, perfect for it. Um, it's how he flourished at, at Tranmere playing as the central player in, in something similar to this, um, with support from the wings. So no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into it and I'm looking forward to the day we can see him back on the pitch again because I I've got a feeling that if he does if it does click with him in this system they could be they could have that 20 goal a season striker they've been looking for since Daryl Murphy. Mm. The mythical 20 goal a season striker that every <laughs> every side needs as they push promotion. Well, yeah. Hutchie, is there any any other notes from from last night's um whooping of Colchester before we move on to other matters? What about the new kit? What did you, ah. is it, obviously in the video, which we, yeah. we all we all watched the stream. Which you know what that stream was better than I was expecting it to be. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. There were some obvious issues there, but fair, fair. I would say fair play to Colchester for getting that getting that going because it was all right, wasn't it? I, I was expecting a lot worse. Um, yeah, it was just obviously there was a there was a the commentary was ahead of the pitches, wasn't it? Which is a bit annoying. Yeah, and and, and clearly focus issues and and the fact that, that the commentators didn't seem to know who any of the town players were, which I can understand they're from Colchester, but as someone who's done quite a lot of commentary myself, you do your research, you learn you learn who the players are before the game for both sides. Anyway, that that's my point of view. Um, but the kit, I thought, I thought, and obviously that's the first time I've seen it. In terms of pictures on on players and stuff, I I, I really like the look of it, mate. Yeah, I like the kind of the what kind of blue are we calling that? The uh, the the ad like the Adidas stripes and the the badge and stuff. What sort of aqua blue? Yeah, isn't it? I really like that. I yeah. really like that. Um, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I quite like it. I I especially like that, and I like the name and number. Kind yeah, of color of the names and numbers on the back. There are a few people, I put a picture out of um, Stephen Ward last night and suggested that the, the kit was bang tidy. 
on the on the podcast Twitter page, Kings of Anger on Twitter. If you're not following, why not? Um, and, and the reception was mostly positive. There are a few people very anti it, saying it looks horrendous. Um, but I suppose you, you're never going to please everyone, are you? Um, so yeah, no. thumbs up, thumbs up, kit wise from me. Um, Hutchie, other things that have happened since we last spoke on Tuesday, also yesterday. Um, feels like a lot's happened since yesterday. Uh, two two cup draws yesterday for Town as well. Carabao Cup, the first competitive fixture of the season. Town have got a home draw, which will absolutely be delighting you and you and Stewie, obviously, because the, the other reverse trip would have been a trip to Bristol. But no, they're going to host Bristol Rovers. Um, and we let's believe that probably will be on the date intended. So a week on Saturday, Saturday, September the 5th. Yeah, it sounds like. On the, on the subject of Bristol, um, mm. can I can I just give a shout out to, to Justin? A loyal listener from the southwest who yeah. um, I went to Bristol, well Portishead, uh, just outside Bristol on the coast on on Monday to see um, see Ipswich Town legend Marcus Stewart to do some filming for this Wembley documentary that is finally mm-hmm. finally close to being finished after a silly pandemic got in the way. <laughs> but um, I f- we finished up at Marcus's house. He was very very kind and allowed us to to film in his house. And I, I wondered, he lives on the marina in, in Portishead. Um, but I previously bought a service station sandwich, chicken and bacon from M&S, if you're asking. That was going to yep. be my lunch. Yep. So I walked, I walked out of Marcus's house, walked down to the marina and found a little spot to sit down and, and eat my lunch. And just as I'm, I've turned around the corner, um, I bump into a podcast listener, Justin, who I've... Um, I've met on a few occasions before, actually. Lovely guy, but um, yeah, what a su- what a nice surprise! It's a small world. Is that is, um, is that Justin Grimwood? Yeah. Ah, shout it out is. Justin! Incredible, incredible. Uh, obviously, I assume he asked for your autograph and and that kind of stuff. Come on. <laughs> obviously Fantastic not. Though. Fantastic though to 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 see that we have listeners in such far flung places as Bristol, and you can run into them. Brilliant. Um, so Bristol Rovers, Hutchie, Carabao Cup. How do, how do you feel about that draw? Well, yeah, absolutely delighted not to have to drive to Bristol again. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, home, a home game is good. I've got a feeling it's probably going to be an extension of the pre-season programme yeah. for, for, for both teams, quite possibly, almost serving as kind of a final final warm-up game, obviously, but uh, but with a limited number of substitutions. So there might be a bit of an experimentation there. Hopefully a game that Norwood could get some minutes in, proper minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, for, for all the years that we sit here talking about how good it would be if Ipswich could progress in, mm. a, cup, in a cup competition, and as much as going out at home to Bristol Rovers in front of no fans would be a pretty miserable way to once again tumble out of a cup uh, at the first hurdle of all years. It wouldn't concern me in the slightest, really, if it, if Ipswich were to exit that cup competition early, because that September schedule, I think, is it four rounds could possibly be pay, played in September? Yeah. If, if you keep on going. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I imagine it's just going to be, just gonna, it's going to be used as a, as a warm up final warm up game for the for when the real quiz starts on on September the twelfth, but it's a winnable game, isn't it? So um, regardless of how of how seriously Ipswich take it, so and just just yeah. to dot the eyes and cross the T's, obviously EFL trophy draw was made yesterday as well. The Mickey Mouse trophy, the not for long oh, trophy. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
<laughs> um, so Town have got Gillingham again. Um, can resume hostilities with with Mr Evans uh, again. Uh, Crawley and Arsenal's youngsters as well. Uh, and those games will be played <clears throat> the Tuesday or Wednesday after the Bristol Rovers game. So actually a couple of games in the books before the real business kicks off, actually. Any any feelings either way on the, on the EFL Trophy group? Um, I've got very few feelings about the makeup of the group. Um, mm. I'd rather not go to... Uh, there's going to be one away game in there. Obviously, the Arsenal the Arsenal game will be at home. All the yeah. all the invited academy teams are on the road for all of their games. Um, I'd, I'd probably rather... Crawley was the away game. Don't, okay. need, to go, don't need to go to Gillingham again. No. Um, but I feel quite differently about this one than I do the Carabao Cup because I imagine this one will be a real kind of youngster youngster heavy team. Yeah. This is where your boy your boy Drynan should get a game. Um yep. if he's not in the league team, players like Dobra, El Mazzuni, one of the young goalkeepers perhaps, Corey and Darba maybe making a first start. Mm. I, f- I find that fascinating. I know I know it's not for everybody and I know I know people think it's a bit of a waste of time, but I genuinely find watching those watching those players fascinating and I enjoy mm. I enjoy watching them watching them so I'm as excited for the elf trophy as I was uh last season if I'm completely honest particularly now that uh our old friend Mr Paul Hurst thinks Ipswich are the favorites to win it so uh yeah that was nice of him wasn't it so he did the draw on on TalkSport too and was obviously asked afterwards about his various thoughts on on the draws and the teams involved and yeah said Ipswich if they take it seriously with the squad they've got they should be one of the favourites, and of course he's right. He said the uh, the fans down there would love a day out at Wembley, and of course, not to be sniffed at, there is a chance to get to Wembley. So, um, fingers crossed, Town, even if they are playing the kids like last year, do get through the uh, the group stage, and then did, we can um, start. Did Paul sound all right? Uh, he never really sounds all right, does he? Shall we be honest? He always sounds a little bit down. Obviously, still without a job. Um, and kind of sadly said that if he gets a, even if he does get a job, that means someone else has lost theirs. Um, and sounded quite sad about that as well. Uh, but that's football was the conclusion. Um, let's, let's be honest about that. Like as much as that's the right thing to say, yeah, and it's a nice thing to say. If he wants a job, he's not going to care one bit if someone else has had to lose theirs to, for him to get it. Is he? Of course not. No, it, as he said, that's football. It is what it is. Bring out all the cliches. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. So obviously, he says he, he wants to get back into into the game and hopes to go and watch a few a few matches as well. So, yeah, interested to hear from Mr Hurst. And just finally, Hutchie, this is a shortened podcast this week because obviously on Friday we've got the fixtures dropping at 9am. So we'll probably have another, we will definitely have another little podcast on Friday also looking ahead to the Spurs game. Let's finish with sexy stuff, shall we? We, we started with the sexiest stuff this week, Aaron Drynan. Let's finish with some sexy stuff. Latest transfer stuff, Hutchie. Um, since we last spoke, Jackson's been linked with, with Stoke and Birmingham. Um, Town have been linked. Town and Portsmouth have been linked with a, a lad from Liverpool. Very exciting young uh, player from Liverpool, Ben Woodburn, who broke both his feet last season. Horrendous. Um, a- any updates on, on anything you can you can bring us? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too excited about the, the prospect of of any big money offers coming in for Caden Jackson. Um, right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's one that's going to happen. Ben Woodburn. That's an interesting one. I, at the start of this, you're kind of thinking about 
positions that Ipswich might want to strengthen and and winger winger would maybe uh, was one that we discussed wasn't it a left yeah. side a left sided forward I've completely changed my mind on that now I don't think they need to add one at all I think if you've got Edwards Sears Lancaster uh, Dobra I'm not sure adding someone like Ben Woodburn who actually has played most of his football as a number ten yeah into the mix is um is necessarily anything they need to be rushing to do, if I'm honest. Um, no, it'd be a, it would probably be a, a no from me. As talented a young player as he is, he did okay for Oxford, didn't he, last season? Um, Apart from breaking both his feet, like yeah, I said. Yeah, that's not great, is it? How did he do that? Was it one, uh, in, one incident? I no, know someone I, that both broke both their feet, but he was... He was a little was, bit drunk and was jumping off the roof of a bank. Yeah, no, this wasn't... I mean, obviously, Jordan, uh, Katie Price has just done that, hasn't she, on holiday? Just fractured both her feet and ankles, jumping off a wall. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, apparently Shame. Ben Woodburn... Ben Woodburn, I was reading yesterday, Carl Robinson saying he's got an unusual way of loading when he runs. So he must run either on the very edge of his foot or on the very kind of inner of his foot. And that's led to two two stress fractures in his foot, one after the other. Um, so, yeah, not very lucky there. And... and a concern for someone who spends so much time running around. Um, so, in, in terms of transfers and sexy stuff, actually, obviously we've, we've we've talked a little bit there, but uh, and and left winger maybe not so important anymore. But are Town still chasing a, a centre back? Do you think a senior centre back to to come in? Uh, possibly. I, yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't give you a name mainly because I don't know it. Right. But I, but I am led to. I am led to believe they they went in for one last week and didn't and didn't didn't get it didn't get it so uh that's all i can really say about that because that's all i know but um a left side a left-sided one so Mm. uh so yeah i'd imagine if the right less left-sided center back became available then that's something they would go to pending obviously cory and darba coming in and smashing it and and marking harry kane out of games (laughs) at at the weekend which you you never know um But yeah, I think it's more of a question of of who who's going to move on really mm. now, um, especially at centre back. Actually, if where if 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 and when Toto and Siala moves on, I imagine they'll probably go for another another senior player. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. In terms of incomings, famous last words. But in term, I'm not sure there's a rush to bring in any more at the moment. And Ollie Hawkins, of course, can play centre back if need be. And he's six foot yeah. five. Yeah, uh, until he steps foot on the pitch, I just have this nagging doubt that that's why he's here. But you, you think that's that's why they bought him? No, I don't. I don't really think that. But until I until I start to see Paul Lambert use him as a striker, okay, yeah, I've I, I've got this this nagging five percent feeling that actually has he been brought in as a as a centre back, but um. We'll see about that one. I, I'm, I'm probably wrong, and I hope I am. Dion Dublin did it, of course, back in the day. Yeah, Chris Sutton, big, big Dion. Yeah, so there is there is there is a precedent. Hutchie Naylor. Yes, all of the above with, with varying degrees of success. Hutchie, is there anything else to discuss before we? Um, I'm going to go and write a story about Aaron Drynan shortly. I've waited two years to write this story, so I'm excited. But have you got anything else to discuss before we uh, take our leave? No other business. Superb. Well, that just leads me to say thank you very much for joining us today. 
Hit us on all the various um, social medias, Kings of Anglia on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and also leave us a five-star review on iTunes because it helps us with the visibility in the charts. This has been a short podcast uh, this week, one of two. We've got another one coming to you on Friday after the fixtures are out. Ipswich Town are up and running. They're in the win column. Drynan has got two. And on Friday, we get to find out who they're going to play uh, this season. All the teams twice, home and away. That's my tip. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll speak to you again on Friday. to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.